Good morning. Could you all stand for the reading of the scripture? I'm going to read uh, Romans 13, 1 through 5. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities of God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. You may be seated. There are messages that you anticipate pushback. I said that last week. I anticipate some today, but I'm ready for you, okay? I'm ready. I want you to think for a second. What is your least favorite chore at home? Least favorite. Throw some out to me. Your least favorite. Who's? Somebody said laundry. Give me another one. Dishes. Give me another one. Clean the toilet. All right, great. Stuff we don't like to talk about. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. You're going to be really surprised. What else? <laughs> Replacing the trash bag. All right, we're getting really technical. We're getting specific. You know what's funny is that, that the whole part about household chores can be really, uh, it, can, it, can, it can get into a fight at home. It can. You know this, don't you? I remember one of the first times that, um, one of the first arguments Leslie and I had, we don't really fight, we argue because I'm a pastor. So anyway, so we don't fight. But I was folding a towel. We just got married and I was folding a towel and she said, that's not the way I fold towels. And I said, sounds like somebody just volunteered to fold all the towels to me. And that's when the fight started, too. <laughs> no, I have a least favorite. Uh, least favorite. My least favorite is to do the dishes. I hate doing the dishes. I don't know why I hate it. I just hate We got a dishwasher, and I hate loading it, and I hate unloading it. I just hate every part of it. And Leslie will do a lot of that stuff for me. Um, and, and in turn, I will do some other stuff. Like, I don't mind cleaning toilets. I don't mind, I don't mind sweeping, mopping. I don't mind putting the trash bag in. I don't mind sacking the trash. I don't mind. I just hate doing the dishes. And we all have these chores that we don't want to do. As a matter of fact, if you Google this, there are actually a bunch of surveys out there, which I was shocked by, that stated what is people's least favorite chore. And I, I listed some of them. I found one by USA Today, and it said that the least favorite chores, top five, 2019. Number five, grocery shopping. Especially with things cost. I mean, you get $50 and you got a bag anyway, but sweeping or mopping was number four. Number three was cleaning the bathroom. Number two was laundry. And number one, prove that I am right, is doing the dishes. <laughs> doing the dishes. And the reason why I bring all this up is the message for the day, the reason why you're going to have pushback to today, the message today is going to feel like the chore you don't want to do. It's going to feel like some things that you don't want to do because we're going to be talking about submission. That submission is my mission. And uh, the word submit is a compound word. It's a compound word. You know that submit. Submission is a compound word. It's two words, sub, which means under, mission, which means being deliberate or intentional. And so the word submission actually means to be intentionally 
subordinate. Now, that's not something we really get fired up about, to be intentionally subordinate. And we come to chapter 13. We've been in Romans. We've gone through the first 12 chapters. And Paul, starting in chapter 12, he's trying to tell this church who has all these issues and a lot going on in their culture how they can actually function as a church together and how they can actually function in the world. And he uses submission as saying, this is your calling card. This is what we do. This is who we are, that we submit. Now, when I say this, I know nobody, this is like the chore you don't want to do. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, man, I'm going to, I'm going to submit. I can't wait to submit to a bunch of people. We just don't do that. We don't. That's not, that's not how we are wired. And so when we go through this today, I'm going to, I'm going to give you three, three areas that Paul says that we're so supposed to submit, three really big areas. And it's funny that we're, we're talking about this first one. But before we do, on your bookmark is a resource page. On the back of the bookmark, it says Romans, Eastridge, Romans, resources. And I would love to get those resources in your hand, but then I'm going to plug one today. I don't always plug this, but I'm going to plug this one. Watch the podcast this week. We, we, we hit this topic of submission. It's Trey and Kurt and I, and we, we just, we don't hold anything back. We talk about the difficulty of it. And Trey is actually a local politician. So that's going to play into what some of what we're talking about today. And you are going to enjoy that. And I think you're going to get something out of it. So I think that's going to post. It's already been recorded. And you can just go to Eastridge webpage and the resource is on the back of that bookmark. So we're going to jump in. Submission is my mission. The first thing is to submit to authority. Submit to authority. And you're going to love this one right here. You're going to love it. So here we go. Scripture. Everyone must submit to the governing authorities. I didn't hear anybody amen. Nobody said, yep, that's right. Nobody said preach it. Did anybody say preach it? Did I hear you? I didn't hear anybody say it. Submit. Everybody must submit to the governing authorities. For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority, whether we like them or not, have been placed there by God. Now this, if you read this and you're hearing this, you're guest today, listen, I want you, you need to watch this podcast because I share in the podcast. When I hear this, my flesh goes, I don't know about all that. Is anybody with me? That's what our flesh says. I don't know about all that. I don't know if I can go there. I, I, I'm not feeling that. There's some things. We love the parts in the Bible we feel like, you know, Jesus loves little children. That feels good. This part right here is like, ah, I'm pumping the brakes on this. But this is what he says. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. Now, this is a lot to swallow here. And they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. And I know we're going, I don't believe that. It doesn't seem like that, but I'm telling you, that's what he's saying. And I'm going to stop right here. We hear this in the American culture. I want you to think how they're hearing it. They've just formed this new group. And it's called the Way Christ Followers Christianity. And they were looked on as being some, some kind of freaks that they believed a dead guy rose back to life and they were following him. And because of that, so they were kind of ostracized. They had really no voting rights. They didn't have any political pull in the community at all. And they were actually being 
persecuted by the government that Paul is saying, hey, you need to submit to. We live in a culture where people are canceled, where they, their voice is canceled on social media or, or, or publicly. Their lives were literally being canceled. They were being killed. So that, like, I want you to just hear, like we're hearing it going, I don't know. This They're here, their jaws are dropping. They're going, say what? What? No way. And Paul's driving this point home that you're to submit to authority. So he goes on to say, but if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes. Did I miss the amen on that one too? Did anybody say, praise God? Yeah, amen. I didn't hear that one, but anyway, we'll keep going. All right, two, for these same reasons, for government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. Give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Now, that's a lot to chew on, isn't it? That's a lot to chew on. If you're here today and you're hearing that, it's got to bring up a bunch of things, and I'm just going to take them one at a time here. Imagine the Roman church hearing this, who have been brutalized, marginalized, their lives had literally been canceled, and they're hearing the words that they are supposed to submit. They, they They are to be intentionally subordinate to what the government says. Like, this is a tough pill to swallow. And then Paul goes on to say the reason for this is that all authority comes from God. All authority comes from God. That all government authority that he has established, that he has ordained, that he has instituted. Which leads me to this. That just because that is the case does not mean that God agrees with everything the government does. That he does not agree with what the government, who's leading it and how it functions. But he has ordained it. And he calls us to submit to it. He calls us to submit to that authority. And I'm going to stop right here. All over the world, many Christians have to do this as part of their daily life. We live in a great country. You are here today and you are free. You're free to disagree with this sermon. You could walk out right now. I shouldn't have told you that. You can't walk out right now. You've got to wait to the end. But you could walk out right now. You can go do whatever you want to do for the most part, but most people, a large part of the world, doesn't live like that. They live where government tells them what to do and is sometimes oppressive, and they live with this tension of, of they have to submit. And so Paul is writing to people in that same, that same vein, that same way, and he's writing to us saying, saying that we have to do that, and, and we have this ability, to, and we're going to talk about what our options are when that happens. But he's saying in general, no matter what form of government there is, if you submit, things will be okay. And I'm saying in general. In general, all around the world, for the most part, if you submit, things will go well for you. They will. That's not always the case. It's not every time. I know there's some governments, there are some countries where it is very difficult. But for the most part, that is true. And Christ's followers all over the world have to deal with this. They have to work on these areas. Now, here's the big question. What do we do as Christ followers when the government asks us to do something that is against God's word? Well, the scripture is very clear that we are to obey God and his word no matter what the government says to us. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second. You read Acts 
Acts chapter 6, the apostles are speaking the name of Jesus. The government authorities call them in and say, you got to stop. Stop telling me about Jesus. They say to them, we can't stop. We're going to keep speaking. We have to obey God rather than man. But what they didn't do was bow up, start a riot, start doing all these things that were considered to be crazy and, and riotous and, and just destructive, but they chose to submit, that we will submit to the government, and when the lines cross of what God calls us to do, then we will do what God calls us to do, but we will do it humbly, and listen to me, and we will accept the punishment. Think about Paul and Barnabas. They were put in prison for preaching the Word of God. They didn't rattle the cages. What is going on? We're going out of rights. No, no, no. They took it. They took it. And I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures here. Not only does Apostle Paul say this, but Peter writes, in 1 Peter 2, he says, 1 Peter 2, 13, hear me. He says, for the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as head of state or officials he has appointed. For the king has been sent to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. Again, Peter is writing to a people who are going through terrible persecution terrible. And he's saying, you don't rise up. You're not going to make a difference by rising up. You're going to make a difference by submission. And I'm going to talk to you about it in just a second. He says, it is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. He's saying that our submission, that the way we live will actually silence critics, even those who oppose us, even those who are persecuting us, that it has a, a tremendous testimony an eternal testimony. And then he goes on to say, for you are free, yet you are God's slaves. Do not use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Again, the same vein of we live in such a way that we submit. Like, I know it's not sexy, and I know it's not popular, but this is the life that we live. Now, if you don't believe those two guys, these are two pillars. You got the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Paul. I'm going to read you the Mac Daddy right here. Jesus Christ. They came to Jesus and they said, should we pay taxes? This is what Jesus said. Show me a Roman coin. Jesus said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to start a revolt. Who's with me? I got 10,000 angels. We're going. No, I didn't say that. He said, show me a Roman coin. And when they handed it to him, he asked, whose picture and title is stamped on it? And they said, Caesar's. Well then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Jesus in this statement was saying, you give to the government what you owe the government. You give to them. You don't rise up. You don't do these things. And here's, here's the tension we have. We hate submitting. We do. We have the best government in the world. You, I'm, I'm, when I say this, you don't live in another country. And I could bring people from another country here and they would tell us how great we have it. Man, you got it made. But we wouldn't care because we don't like to submit. Because submission is this state where I intentionally make myself subordinate and we don't like doing it. But hear me, hear me on this. 2,000 years ago, when the church was established, 
They had no political clout. They didn't have any rights. They were looked at to be as freaks. And they changed the world. Hear me. They changed the world. Not by revolting. Not by rising up. Not by going, hey, let's fight. They changed the world by living in submission and pointing people to Jesus Christ because he lived a life of submission. Now, here's the truth. You're going to chew on that all day today. And there's some governments that, that, that are not, that are instituted, that are not the way God would want it, and the, the act is still to submit. And that's hard for us. So I'm going to let you chew on that. But it doesn't stop there. Here's the second one. We submit in love. We submit in love. How many of you like Owen people? Anybody like Owen people? We hate it, don't we? Oh. You ever have somebody say, you owe me? You ever say that? We hate somebody say, you owe me. Uh, you're right, I do. I help, you help me move. I got to help you. Or you help me paint. I'm not helping you. I'll pray for you. We don't, like, we don't like to owe people. What if I told you today that you owe? You owe. You owe a debt you can't pay. You'll never pay it. You owe a debt that you'll never pay. You don't have enough money to pay it. You couldn't serve enough times in the nursery to pay it. You couldn't greet enough front doors. You couldn't preach enough sermons. You couldn't sing enough songs. You couldn't put enough money in the plate. You couldn't go on enough mission trips. But you owe a debt. And you need to intentionally, intentionally subordinate yourself to pay this debt. Well, that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? But you know that's what Paul's saying. First he says we have to submit to authorities. And then he says we submit in love. He says, owe nothing to anyone except your obligation." That you and I, when, when we accepted Christ, when we accepted his death on the cross, that we owe, we owe. We have this obligation. And we think that the natural thing, would, we, you would think that since we owe, the natural thing you think that Paul would say that you have an obligation to love God. Because Jesus went to the cross for you because he died for you. You've got an obligation to love God. But he doesn't say that here. He says, because Jesus went to the cross for you, because Jesus paid the penalty for your sins, that you've got an obligation. Your obligation is to love one another. Well, guess why he says that? Because that's harder. That's harder. It's easy to go, man, God paid the penalty. I owe God. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I appreciate it, you know, and everything we get. But it's harder when you have to pay that back by loving one another. Because we don't like people sometimes. Sometimes they hurt us. Sometimes they've wronged us. Sometimes they've kept us down. Sometimes they do things we dislike. Sometimes they're in our family. Sometimes they're in, the, uh, in traffic. Sometimes they're at the grocery store. Sometimes it has to do with our kids. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take a whole lot. Sometimes it's people in the church. I know it's not y'all. It's first service. You know what I'm saying? They're the troublemakers. But hear me on this. You owe love. Now, we think of love as, I love ice cream. I've told you all this before. My favorite ice cream is, anybody remember? Ice cream sandwiches. Thank you. Yes. And I wear them well. Yes, I do. Yes. And I love ice cream sandwiches, but that's not what he's talking about here, this warm feeling or good feeling you get from eating ice cream sandwiches. He says that we owe love. That word love is unconditional. It's intelligent goodwill, which means you have thought this out, and I want good for everybody, even those I don't really care for. And I'm going to love them. 
When the situation arises, then I'm going to love them because I owe love because that's the way Christ has done me. And he says, if you love your neighbor, you'll fulfill God's requirements, the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. And you'd think he would say to love God, but he doesn't. He says they're summed up in to love your neighbor as yourself because it's harder. It's the one that we're going to have to do and practice more. So he's, he's reminding us that when we don't feel like loving people, when we don't feel like loving one another, when it's somebody we don't like or they've wronged us or something's happened, that we intentionally make ourselves subordinate and we give love whether they deserve it or not because that's what God has done to us. This is a tough way to live. I'm telling you, it's a tough way to live. And he goes on to say, love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. So we're to, love, we're to submit in authority, we're to submit in love, and then finally, we're to submit because of salvation. Now, I'm going to talk about something you don't want me to talk about, okay? I know you're like, when did you stop doing that? You've been doing that the whole time, I know. I'm going to ask you this question, and you answer it honestly, okay? Have you ever worn dirty underwear? I know we don't want to talk about this. You're like, where are we going with this? When we were at the high school, we were portable. And we would go in there to set up on, in the summertime, and they didn't run the air conditioning at the high school because there was nobody there. We were just using it on the weekends. There's nobody there. So we would go in and set up the high school, and we were all drenched we were, we were, we were, as a matter of fact, Dave Moran, who was here first service, who is getting better. He was in a four-wheel accident. But I remember he would be so drenched that he would have to go home. He lived near the church. He would go home and take a shower and come back. He'd look great. Not me. I was drenched, and I would tell him, I am drenched down to my underwear. I would tell him. And you're like, I'm glad I wasn't here then, but you're here today. And so when church was over, I would go get a shower. No, you're, this is going somewhere. Hear me on. This is going somewhere. I would go get a shower after church was over. I'd go home and shower because I was drenched. You know what I would not put back on? I would not put on my sweaty underwear after I showered. And I would not put on my sweaty underwear on top of my new clean clothes. I would put on something clean. Now, here's what I want you to see. Paul's going to talk about submitting and salvation, and he uses the example of dirty undergarments as the example of it. Now, it sounds crazy to us, but this is what he does. Here we go. He says, this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. And I'm going to share this with you. I don't know how much time you think you got. But I'm 58 years old. Time's running right by me. It's flying by me. I tell everybody, it's like water in my hands, pouring water in my hands. I keep a little bit, but a lot of it goes out. Time is running out. Jesus Christ is coming back. The, the scriptures say that a day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years like a day. And it says that he is slow about his coming back so that you can place your faith in him. That is the one reason he's waiting, waiting till everybody has a chance. And he says that time's running out. He says, wake up for salvation is nearer than when you first believed, meaning that Christ is coming back. It's getting closer. It may not feel like it, but it is. He says, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. And then he goes on, and here we go. This is what he says. So remove your dark deeds like... Tell me what is the next two words. And he's talking about undergarments. 
He says, remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes. And he gives us this picture and put on the shining armor of right living. He gives this picture of you would never, you would never just, for whatever reason, unless you're just desperate, your washing machine's broke or you're out in the middle of nowhere, you wouldn't just put on your dirty clothes and keep them on and then put new clothes on under your dirty undergarments. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. But he says that's what we look like. That's what we do when we live in certain ways. And because of salvation, we're going to choose not to do this. So he's going to go on to say, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, immoral living, and in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge indulge your evil behaviors. He's saying, don't put on Christ over top of your dirty undergarments. That's what he's saying, because it messes up the whole picture. You're giving a picture of who Jesus is that does not lead people to know who Jesus is. It leads them to another thing. And so here's what I love about this. He doesn't say not to do this. He doesn't say stop doing these things because you're going to go to hell. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say stop doing these things because you want to be a good person. He doesn't say stop doing these things because they're in the Bible. He says that we ought to stop doing these things. We ought to stop living this way because of two reasons. One, because we've been saved and because we want other people to be saved. That that's why we do it. And he lists these things. He says, in drunkenness, we're not going to go get hammered and all our friends and then try to tell them about Jesus Christ. We're not going to do that. We're not going to, because that presents a bad picture of who Christ is. And we're not going to spend our time in uh, sexual promiscuity. That word right there is only used four times in the New Testament. And it's a picture of a bed. The the root is koite, bed, meaning you're not going to sleep in somebody else's bed with somebody else's wife. That's what he's saying. And he gives this picture that we're not going to do it. And he, again, he doesn't leverage that you're not going to do it because you don't want to go to hell. You're not going to do it because you're, you want to be a good person. You're not going to do it because it's in the Bible. You're not going to do it because you have been changed, that you have been saved. And you want other people to be saved. And so you're going to intentionally subordinate your desires and stop doing those things. That's what he's saying. And then he goes on to say, immoral living and in quarreling, like, man, God is a God of peace and he's a God of unity. He hates when we're arguing. He hates when we're quarreling. He hates it. I mean, I, I almost would say he hates it more than the first two, believe it or not. He loves it when we get along. And so you and I are not going to just be quarreling and, and, and disunity. And I'm going to say this to you and, and with, with all due respect. Man, stop posting your junk on Facebook of how mad you are at everybody. I'm serious. Stop posting how you've been wronged. Just be wrong to be quiet about it. I'm serious. It's not doing anybody any good. And you know what? We don't need to stir up dissension about the ball coach, your school teacher, or your boss, or everything like that. We go low. We subordinate ourselves and our desires so that people can see Jesus Christ. Listen to me. And he goes on to say that we put on Christ and we want to put out a picture that, man, I'm, I'm going to show Jesus Christ. When our feet hit the floor in the morning, your, your first prayer ought to be, I'm going to try to be like Christ today. Jesus, I want to be like you. I'm going to subordinate my desires because I want people to see you. Let me share this. They're tired of seeing you. They're tired of seeing me. They want to see Jesus Christ. That's what's going to change their lives. But you know what? To get there, you know what you and I have to do? We've got to submit we got to submit our selfish desires and say, you know what? I might want to do these things. I might like to do these things. I may not be, be convicted they're wrong. 
even though the scripture says they are, I may not be convicted of the wrong, but I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm putting Christ first. That is a hard life to live. But listen to me. When we start doing that, hear me this. When we start doing that, when we live that way, that's when things happen in our life. You start putting other people first and your desires behind you, you put Christ first and what you want to do behind you, then you're going to see Christ move in your life in ways you've never seen it before. So we submit. So here's my question to you. Where do you need to submit? Where do you need to intentionally subordinate yourself? Is it with the government? Are you cheating on your taxes? Are you withholding love from people because they've wronged you because of something in the past or something that happened? Or do you have some areas of your life where they're like dirty underwear and you're, you're trying to put Christ on over top of them and it just doesn't work and you've got to submit some, some desires? Man, let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's submit ourselves and let's watch Christ work in our lives. Which leads me to right here. Maybe you've never submitted yourself to Jesus Christ. And there's a big difference between submitting yourself to Christ and coming to church. Maybe you've never said, I'm following you, I'm giving you all of me. Maybe you've been holding back in some areas. Man, today would be a good day to lay those down before him. And so this is what I want to do. I want to close with a song of decision. I want to give you opportunity to respond to the message. Maybe you want to come up front and pray, lay something down. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. I'll be down front. Maybe today is the day that you accept Jesus Christ. You place your faith in him, realizing that, man, he went to the cross for you. That he paid a debt that, man, you will never be able to pay. And he loves you. I'm going to pray for you, and then Kenan's going to come up and sing. Father, submission's hard for us. Our flesh cries out, don't do it. But your spirit cries out, do it. You've given us the example of your life. how you submitted your will so that we could be saved. How you submitted your very life so that we could live. So Father, I ask you help us with our submission. I pray for the person here today that's never placed their faith in you, never understood that you paid their debt. And you went to the cross for them. And if they place their faith in you, that everything they've ever done will be forgiven. And they will have life. And Lord, for the rest of us, I pray that we would just look at our lives, the areas I've talked about, wrestle. But Lord, we would, at the end of the day, whatever area you're calling us to submit, that we would submit. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand and sing? If you have a decision to make, we would love to pray with you. If you need to just come up here and pray, then do so.